0: But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask them to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of our Lord.
1: Thanks Thanks be to God.
0: You may be seated.
1: This is the assigned scripture reading in the revised common lectionary. So this story is being read and preached across the world today. I wonder how it comes to the people in Barron, Wisconsin, the place where Jamie Kloss lives. In October, in the middle of the night, a man broke into her house. Her parents were killed and she was kidnapped until her escape this January. Her abductor was a stranger living in the area, which even breathes more fear into her story. I wonder how this scripture gets heard in the churches in Washington, D.C., where immigration and its policy are being debated by our elected officials. Elected leaders who look across the aisle and see an adversary instead of a colleague. We live in a world where people with differences are made out to be enemies. We live in a world where many believe what you see is what you get and that there's only so much to go around. We live in a world of impossibilities. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you, Jesus tells us. My God, Jesus! How are we going to do this? We cannot forget the context in which Jesus is teaching. Crowds of people follow him. The poor, the ill, the grieving, the outcast, the lame and demon-possessed are coming close to hear a word of hope and to be healed. They come in droves to hear that maybe there is something else to this life than just the place where they are at. But what they hear from Jesus surprises them. Shouldn't Jesus be about crushing the oppressors, the enemies, and the abusers? What is interesting in this teaching is that Jesus speaks to those who have been hurt, cursed, and mistreated. They have a role to play in God's vision of love and forgiveness. You see, we're actually supposed to be doing these things. To love enemies, to do good to those who hate us, bless people who curse us, pray for those who hurt us. We're supposed to forgive. Jesus speaks of what can be now that God has come into this world. The impossible made possible. Well, maybe, but it still takes guts from us to make this happen. Can you love and forgive and give beyond what you think you can? This reading ends with the most interesting verse. Jesus says this to us today. He says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He doesn't give us a prescribed way to love our enemy or to forgive someone who has really hurt you. But Jesus does tell us that something happens when we dare to try when we give beyond what we think we can, when we don't close ourselves off, but actually open ourselves to say that love, forgiveness, and goodness can reach beyond the limits that we perceive. This image Jesus speaks of is something that is far greater than we can ever anticipate. Abundance beyond what we can imagine So great that Jesus says we need to catch it in something like an apron in our lap. And this abundance does not come by some bold heroic act of our own, but because God chooses to aid us in our forgiving, taking our groans, our tears, our turn back, our closed hands, our truth telling... To create something from that which is something beyond what we could have done on our own marriage. On this freezing cold February today, I want you to picture this state fair in August. (laughs) Hot and muggy, and you're in line for sweet Martha's cookies. (laughs) You ask for the cone. You pay your eight bucks. And the person wearing the yellow shirt doesn't stop at the rim, but keeps piling the cookies on top. You know what I'm talking about. There's so many cookies that you have to stop right there. You cause the bottleneck in the line because you have to eat that first layer so they don't tumble to the ground. And that pile-to-the-sky cookie image is the only way that we can ever begin to love our enemies or extend forgiveness in the most broken places. God promises to take our reluctance and our inability to love, and then he softens our hearts to move beyond hate and fear and to act with compassion. And when we do this, What comes to us cannot fit into a paper cone or a scoop. It is so rich that it has to be poured into our laps. So now we hold it. It becomes a part of us. And we have to adjust our postures because we're forever changed. That is how love, forgiveness, and generosity breaks into this world. And it begins to take over our hearts how then we act and respond in our everyday lives. This is the promise and the hope that Jesus speaks to those people on that level plane. They're not abandoned in their peril, but they are seen and made whole because God won't leave it to the world to love and forgive on its own. He comes down, he takes on skin, and he empowers us and equips us to love to give beyond what we think we can. And then he becomes an generous cookie baker who will not leave us without cones and buckets overflowing and spilling over. But it takes faith to believe that these words are true. Jesus is clear that we are a part of making this love beyond measure possible. We can only begin to love those who have hurt us and forgive and work with those who we prefer not to work with if we believe that love and forgiveness are boundless gifts. If we believe that there still will be plenty left over even if we give it away. And you know what? This is true for all our giving. If you leave it to the world and your budget on paper. You only can give this much to the church. And you only can give to other people without sacrificing yourself. But if you trust in what Jesus speaks today, then you too do not have to just give to fill to a certain level, to fill a cup, to balance a budget. But you heap it over the top so much That someone that you're giving it to needs to catch it in their lap before it falls. And you only can do this if you believe that generosity, love, and forgiveness are inexhaustible resources. And we have such a treasure here at Mount Olivet because we get to do this love, this forgiveness, and generosity together. And we come back week after week to God's story, the words of Jesus and his grace that comes to our open hands in water, wine, and bread to feed our bodies and spirits as we are changed and as the world is changed through us. We have been talking about the Be Open vision now for a month here at Mount Olivet. March, you're going to receive a pledge card to join in the vision to make it possible in this first phase to expand and renovate our kitchen in the north entryway so that we can host a community meal. Kathy Mays, the executive director at Loaves and Fishes, was just here with us. She's coming to talk to fifth through ninth graders and their parents on Wednesday night about their vision and mission to feed people. She told us this today. Their vision is about a meal, it's about comfort, and it's about kindness. We want to strengthen our partnership with loaves and fishes as we feed body, minds, and spirits right here in Plymouth. Some people have questioned, will anyone come to a meal here? Some people have doubted that we, on our own merits, without debt, can raise $500,000. What do you think Jesus would say to those questions today. It is clear, though, if we hold back from love, from forgiveness and generosity, why then would we expect extravagance in return? If we don't give, what will we miss? We cannot do this ourselves. God comes to us in our stinginess, and our limits, with a word of promise, do you hear it? If there's anything that I ask of you, I ask you to linger in verse 38 for a while. It's an image that Jesus speaks that has really changed me. And maybe it's one that we can take on now as a community. Maybe we need to come to church wearing an apron, as Jesus suggests. Because we trust in what we both give and receive. That it cannot be measured that together as a church, we gather together and we come to this table and we trust that God's kingdom and promise are here for the taking now. And that God's spirit is among us, multiplying things, bringing people together And creating beyond the limits that the world can give us on its own. And so I invite you today, come to the table. And simply open your hands and be ready to catch all that is coming to you. This love, this forgiveness, this generosity that comes from God. And may we then be known as apron people in this world, ready to give beyond what we think we can, because we know that that message of hope and promise and abundance is meant for all people.